0: Coffee drinkers, bass players around the world. I'm able to sneak another episode in before I take off on the road tomorrow with Steve Smith and Vital Information heading to New York. Red Eye tomorrow night, a couple of days of rehearsals, and then four shows in a row, four shows back-to-back. Wound Socket, Chans, Egg Rolls and Jazz. Still um, curious about that one. Never played there. Like I said in the last episode, never had an appetizer. Advertised in the same byline as the genre of music I'm playing so watch this space I'm sure there'll be video footage I'm sure there will be reports on how the egg rolls were I know the music's going to be great but let's uh, let's see about those egg rolls and then we got three nights at the th- it's called the, the theater at Birdland it's the smaller club downstairs from the main room at Birdland and we're uh, really looking forward to that getting some consistency and I think we play two sets a night and three nights in a row that's always Amazing for the chops. It's like the perfect thing as a first venture for this trio to see where we stand dynamically, where our range is, where we can go, you know, what we need to push, what we need to work on. Um so yeah, really looking forward to that. And then I guess before I know it, I'll be back for a minute and then out with Bob Reynolds <clears throat> for two and a half, three weeks in Europe. If you're in Europe, we are hitting, let's see, Wageningen. Tilburg, Hasbergen, Middelburg, Rotterdam, one of our favorite venues, Lantar Investor in uh, Rotterdam. Always, always good to play there. Um, Then we're off to the Blue Note in Milan, Italy. We play Jazz Doc in Prague. We play Unterfahrt in uh, Munich. We play in Tübingen. Then we hit the UK. We play Ronnie Scott's. I know that's October 12th, there's a run of three shows in the UK. So the 12th is Ronnie Scott's. 13th is Band on the Wall in Manchester. We finish up the tour at a venue I've never played before in Glasgow called Drygate, Drygate Brewery. Looks like a pretty big room, actually, 400, 500 people, I think, the last time I looked. Um, I should say I'm tour managing that tour, um, taken over the role of tour managing, and it's been really interesting. I know, of course, like me and Bob are friends. Bob, trust me to do the thing. I've been doing it for myself and for other people here and there over the over the last two or more decades. Um, so that was never an issue. Like the fact that the work would get done and it would be efficient, and I'd, I'd do a good job. Like the, you know, the basic stuff: book flights, book trains, book uh, hotels, make sure make sure the bus runs on time, that kind of thing. But basic tour manager stuff. Um, but also the challenge for me was doing that whilst. Being a dad, being a bass player, being a husband, you know, all those other things, the real life things that happen, um, like whilst having a career with my own band and being in Europe for that week and just a lot of things going on in the lead up to Bob's tour. So it's been a good time management challenge, good test of what my capabilities are what my workload capabilities are so that has been uh, interesting it's been fun Uh, it's been challenging at times you know when you're dealing with that many moving parts and so many venues so many promoters and contracts and visas and social security forms and all of those things when you're dealing with all that stuff there are a lot of moving parts and it doesn't always go super smoothly so it's a it's an interesting exercise in trying to keep your frustration to yourself. Um, and I, I won't say like the bulk of it has been like that, but there are always little bits that creep in here and there and you've got to be diplomatic and you have to make sure kind of everyone's working together and you're actually achieving the goal that you all set out to do regardless of all the sort of like uh, minor hiccups and road bumps along the way to that goal. So really uh, a good exercise in being diplomatic and being very businesslike and, and really trying to achieve the goal with the least amount of friction possible. So it's been awesome. It's all uh, going swimmingly. Everything is booked. I'm really looking forward to it. I can actually I – I was about to say I can actually relax now for a minute, but I shouldn't relax. I should be confident in all the work that's been done, knowing that we're in a really good place with everything and our time and our sleep – more importantly has been maximized as best it can with the schedule we're given um but relaxed maybe not maybe I actually need to be way more on my toes to pick up the little details that might uh that could potentially slip through the cracks because often it's it's a it's a small detail that derails the whole thing so I really want to be aware of all of the moving parts at all times so relaxed not the right word but um Quietly confident in all the work that's been done and the fact that everyone's on the same page. I think that's a good place to be. Uh, about three weeks, already. About three weeks out. Yeah, exactly three weeks until we leave. Actually, I think that's. Oh no, even less. Two and a half weeks. Holy cow. Okay, not going to think about that. That'll give me some anxiety. Um, and I've got to continue working on Steve Smith's music and get ready for leaving tomorrow. Um, did a lot of meal prep this time around for for Chelsea and Lily while I'm gone to take some weight off Chelsea's shoulders, so hopefully that is going to help. Spend a couple of days in the kitchen, uh, which was super fun and nice to see all that, that good food stacked up in the freezer and ready to go. And let's see. I think, well, first of all, I have to talk about this. I've hardly talked about this at all. It was... It, in amongst all of the stuff i 'm talking about my band bob 's band steve 's band all the touring the 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 tour managing the booking like all of that stuff I put out a book in the middle of all of this, like kind of one of my favorite books, one of my favorite topics to talk about is improvisation, specifically dominant chords, even more specifically altered chords so let 's spend thirty seconds i 'm going to take thirty seconds of your time do a quick ad let 's say this podcast is sponsored by the new Book, the Altered, the Bass Player's Guide to Altered Chords and Scales. It's available worldwide, physical copies at Amazon, digital copies at my website, no matter where you buy it or which form you buy it in. It comes with... I, I Actually, on this one, I, I should really get the exact figure. Let, let's just say it's a lot because I lost count of the amount of videos I edited and uploaded that accompany this book. I know in the back of the book, there's an entire vocabulary section where I have 60 altered lines, and each of those has a play-along, and each of those has a video showing me doing it at a slow to medium tempo so you can get a real feel for an idea for the fingering, for the phrasing, for all that stuff. So that's just the vocabulary appendix in the book. Never mind all the other stuff uh, that I put in there as well. There are tons of play-alongs, tons of videos. And we kind of go you know, from the very beginning to what I would consider... Uh, quite challenging to anyone, seasoned pro or, or somebody very advanced in harmony. Um, I hope I've challenged everyone in there. I hope I've opened the door for some people, given people who were on the fence about, hey, what is an altered scale? What is an altered chord? Like, what, how do you define that? How do you get to it? How do you access it? That's how we start the book out. We get into some things to build up your, Strength and understanding and consistency with that basic knowledge. And then we get into some more advanced stuff, some vocabulary stuff, some stuff that I think once you have the the basics down, I think is the most important. It's how to use that information musically, how to not just play patterns and licks, but to be able to identify that sound and to be able to find that in music you love and understand what's going on when you hear it and, and kind of... It, train your ear most importantly train your ear to be able to hear that when it's being played around you train your ear to be able to play that effortlessly as though you were just speaking in your native language so that's it that's the bass player's guide to altered chords and scales it's available at my website and amazon.com if you go to my website it's actually available in a bundle we're bundling the bass player's guide series of books uh sight reading looping Pentatonics and now the new Alter book. There's four books, plus I'm throwing in the Bass Players warm-up. So it's a five-book bundle. Massive savings. Go over to Yannickwisdala.com. Look under book bundles. I think it's also on the homepage. But yeah, that's it. That's the sponsor of today's podcast. I know it's me, but this is the one moment I get to actually talk about stuff like that. And that is also, as a small business owner, really a huge part of how I do everything. You know, it's a, the the books are a huge part of how I exist as a musician, how I have a family, how I have a career and how I also have kind of the time to do what I'm about to talk about next cuz kind of big news for me. A first, a career first. You don't get the, the older you get the less career firsts you have. And this one is uh is a really big one because it's something I'm so It's something that's so important to me, you know, playing live, playing my own music live with musicians of my choice. And um, those musicians in my band right now, Tom Corley on keyboards and Nico Vicaro on drums, Uh, the the new album One Way Out, which you may have heard already, may have seen, has been out for a few months. Uh, We made a movie about it. And now um, I actually have some representation uh, in the artist management slash booking department for the first time in my career, first time I've ever worked with anyone um, with my with my own music, with my own career in terms of helping me out and potentially expanding what I'm able to do. Because what this last uh, one one week of touring, five shows, one week of traveling showed me was that it was a musically amazing for me. You know if you came to a show you liked it you didn't like it okay that's that's all subjective. Um for me personally to 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 be there on stage and work with these guys was you know very much a career highlight and and, and it, I feel like it always is when it goes right and when you have the right people and you play music you love that that always becomes a career highlight for me and this is feels like the beginning of an, of the next step of many more career highlights with these particular musicians and this kind of music. But what it showed me was to get those five shows, which I've talked a little bit about before, took an immense amount of work. You know, I was probably working on that for three months to get those five shows and sending offers and contacting venues and festivals and agents and promoters and bookers, like all kinds of stuff. You know, I think I sent 100, 120 offers out there and got five shows in return, one of which was booked by by Nico. So I really I only got four on my own. Um, and while we're talking about one of those shows, uh, massive thanks to the Rhythm Festival in Vilnius, the Indrek and the guys, um, guys and girls over there. I just got some, uh, I, I just got some video footage from that. It was, it is phenomenal. It's going to be really nice to be able to share a little bit of that with you guys and girls, and, and kind of show you what you know what we were doing and uh, what we are working on and continuing to continuing to do with this with this band so can't wait to share some of that with you massive thanks to the festival um, and yeah let's talk about FunkGurus.com. guruscom friend of mine old friend of mine in in the UK came out to the Pizza Express show and and heard the show I'm not gonna say their name because I don't want everyone blowing up their spot like hey can you like hook me up like I don't want I don't want to do that they know who they are um, I'm very uh, appreciative of that and uh yeah, it's uh, the upshot of it was it was one of those things where you think like oh okay, we had an unscheduled stop there the kiddo decided that today was not a podcast length morning nap isn't that right, Bubu? Sí, amorcita ¿Estás bien? Qué bueno ¿Quieres jugar con tus juguetes? Sí all right, hopefully we have enough toys here to last another 15 minutes or so to get through the episode. But I was talking about, yeah, about a friend of mine whose spot I do not want to blow up uh, came out to the show in London, said, hey, you should, uh, you should talk, to, um, talk to my agent, You know, talk to my artist management agent person. And it's one of those things, you know, it, it, even when you know someone really well, you, you don't know, it's like, okay, maybe that'll happen, maybe it won't. And lo and behold, two weeks later, I'm on the phone with said agent and we're making, uh, making a deal and making a plan and, um, starting to sketch out some time, uh, on a, you know, on a trial basis, see what we can do for a certain time period in 2023 to book some shows. So I'm really, uh, really looking forward to that. Uh, see what happens there and it could, could be nothing. I mean, it really could like anything, really anything could happen. So I go into it with, with no expectations, um, so uh, potentially I could be surprised when when some things happen and um, that's not to say I won't work as hard as I possibly can to facilitate uh, making more runs of shows happen all over the world so now right now is the time not tomorrow not oh I should have done this yesterday I forgot so I won't bother right now is the time to have your voice heard in terms of where you are geographically located in the world. And if you want to see this band, if you've seen clips online, if you even came to see us live and want us to come back to where we've played, if you've heard the album, if you dig the music, now is the time, right now is the, is the time to, uh, to make your voice heard and tell me where you're at. And <clears throat> we, will, we will try and structure dates and touring Accordingly, see, (laughs) this is going to be one of those interrupted podcasts. It's super cute, though, so I have no problem with that. Um, We have schmutz, yes, we do, and we have burp cloths for that. Yeah, baby. I guess this is looking at the inside of uh, being dad and podcaster at the same time, or just dad and musician at the same time and all the things that are on my plate. And uh, she's so close to walking. I can't wait until she's talking also. And we can have a little more understanding and communication. Be able to tell her what's going on. To Be able to hear what she wants to do. I cannot wait for that. But yeah, now is the time to go in the Telegram channel. Um, had a couple of people saying, hey, I'm not sure how I you know, make a fresh comment in there. It looks like I can just reply to comments. No, you can go in there. You can join the chat. Um, of course, there's the stream where I post. But within that, you can join the general chat and uh, and post any topics and any questions you like. So let's get – maybe I'll start a touring suggestion. Maybe that will be my latest post uh, to coincide with this podcast coming out. So the link to the Telegram channel is in the show notes of this episode. And um, you can go in there and just say, hey, I'm in – adelaide i'm in melbourne i'm in uh bangkok i'm in osaka i'm in santiago chile w- w- wherever it is i want to hear yeah you like santiago see ¿Sí? te gusta santiago vive chile no Claro que sí. um yeah so <laughs> apparently lily wants us to go to chile again which was super fun the last time i was there had a blast uh it was actually an amazing clinic down there, did some fun, really fun things actually in a really fun solo show. But um, yeah, it'd be great to bring the band to South America, of course. But yeah, really just anywhere. That's what we're looking at right now. It's information I can share with the agent. It's something we can build a strategy around. If we know where there is interest, um, it's a lot easier uh, to find a starting place um, to where we might begin our quest for more tour dates. Uh, I've had ton of inquiries. I uh, Most recently, a festival in Croatia. Um, I know there, uh, the Pizza Express said we could um, come back there again. So I know we have like a kind of a London home to do that. Maybe we might investigate doing more than one night if the demand is there. It's really, really nice to spend more than one day in a city to have that not only... Full night's sleep where you know you don't have to get up at 4 a.m. the next morning, but also, and especially when it's a city you haven't spent a lot of time in, to have that full day before the second show to really explore. And, uh, see, quieres un león? O el perro? Buddy. She's got a little dog here called Buddy. El perro, no? Te gusta? Okay. Yeah, it's really nice to have that um to have that day to explore and to eat good food and to you know really recuperate and and prepare for those days that are inevitably going to be a little brutal and we had a couple on the on the on the recent tour you know we were no stranger to 4 a.m a couple of days in a row especially when we were going from Monaco to Helsinki that was quite a schlep um we had to get from Monaco to Nice that was a 4 a.m you know uh yeah 4 a.m lobby call car to to Nice and then a 615 flight through Munich uh passport control stress get up to Helsinki almost no time to spare and then straight to a clinic for me and then a concert and next day wasn't an early start but it was definitely like okay we cannot miss this ferry because once we go from Helsinki to Tallinn then we got a 2 hour drive to Viliani so those are like typical days on tour so to get two nights in a place is such a luxury um, I remember the last Mike's, Big Mike Stone tour I did in Europe with Steve Smith and uh, and um, Randy Brecker. We played, I think, three nights at Ronnie Scott's and three nights at the Blue Note in Milan. This was such a luxury. You know, there were some other. You know, we played in Lublin in Poland. We played in uh, God. We played a beautiful place in Turkey in Izmir, really nice concert hall. But a lot of those were brutal early mornings and you know typical hustle 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 really living life on the edge in terms of the schedule yeah so th- th- those are kind of typical parameters we deal with of course if you've ever toured, you know what I'm talking about. If you haven't, this is what we are typically expecting when we go on the road. So yeah, if I can do two nights in London at the Pizza Express, fantastic. Um, and, and anywhere else that facilitates that, um, so much the better. You know, I've always loved the idea of festivals, having an artist in residence where one person stays, one person or one band stays for multiple days. I'd definitely love to do that at some point. Um, uh, I think, you know, Maybe I'm a little ways out from that, but let's see. There are thousands of festivals in the world. There are probably tens of thousands of clubs and venues. There's no reason why we can't put chunks of two to three weeks together for this trio and and really make it work. So I'm psyched to be working with the guys at Funk Gurus and just to have kind of a team developing, you know, um, really gives me some hope, gives me some optimism in terms of what might be possible in the future and not like lose my mind trying to do it all myself, so that's really, really very cool. Um, and yeah, I think the little one here is definitely making her presence felt, and the fact that we probably need to maybe go for a walk. See, ¿Sí? quiere caminar. Silence. <laughs> as soon as I talk to her, she's just looking at me like wide-eyed. Like, what, Dad? You know, I don't speak any language. Never mind Spanish. You, Dad, you don't even speak Spanish. Like, what the, what the f? Um. Yeah. So, cannot wait to report in on shows this week in New York. I really want to try and sit down with Steve Smith and have a chat on uh, on mic do a little interview in person that's so rare these days, you know, interviews that aren't freaking Zoom calls or phone calls so I really hope we can do that carve out some time I know there are a couple of spots uh, where we might be able to, you know, get 30, 40 minutes or something and Steve you know, just has so much history in his life, you know, he's on Don't Stop Believing and Open Arms but he's also on, you know, Steps Ahead Live in Tokyo in 1986 and and Vital Information, his own band is going to be 40 years old in in 2023 that's what we're doing the 40th anniversary tour and yeah there's so much from Jean-Luc Ponty to Frank Gambale I mean it's like it's it's a it's a long incredible and immensely interesting career that I want to talk to him about and you know get some inside information on and, and deliver it to you guys Lily doesn't really care so much about the world of music and drumming yet although the tambourine is your favorite toy huh Ah, tambourine. Oh, we got a big smile there. All right, so it's time. Um, yeah, it's time to take her out of the studio. Go do some tambourine and some uh, walking in the stroller. All right, that's it. Appreciate you sticking around. Uh, don't forget, Bass Player's Guide to Altered Chords and Scales, available now. My website, Yannickwisdala.com. Get that amazing bundle of the entire... Bass Players Guide series as it stands uh, for, a, for a pretty massive discount or if you like to hold something physical in your hands uh, the physical copies are available at Amazon they ship worldwide they're super fast with shipping and you do get the uh, all, all the videos and the play alongs no matter which format you buy it in Telegram channel linked in the show notes and please let your voice be heard and um, tell us where you are you know, tell us which city you're in. Tell us, you know, tell us where you would uh, like to see a, a band like this. It, you know, if we can get away from, you know, with the disaster with fashion in Sweden and how like dickish they were about that situation, it would be nice to do some like non-traditional jazz venues. It'd be nice to do some just venues that you feel are great to hear music in, and we don't have to go and play like the jazz club in each city. And the the more we can do. Uh, less of that, the better actually, the more we can widen our scope of where we play and where people expect to hear us play, the better. And you, uh, the coffee drinkers, the people on the ground in places we don't live in and we don't know are, are the key to that because you know, you know what's good, you know what venues sound great, you know where you like to go and hear music. And when we come to a venue that you like to hear, that just increases our chance of success for selling tickets and for making it uh, possible to be a regular thing to present this music to you. So yeah, Telegram channel. Let your voice be heard. I'm going to start a thread right now as I post this episode, and the, we'll let the conversation happen. Um, hopefully, I can report from the road in New York and uh, bring you a conversation with with the great Steve Smith on the next episode. All right, that's it. Coffee drinkers, appreciate it. Speak to you on the next one.